It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate right around the UAE and available once again on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and also Amazon as we continue in 2024 to bring you the most real estate podcast information every week right around the UAE. And welcome to Tuesday morning, the 30th of Jan. And if you are listening to us from outside of Dubai and thinking about moving here this year, we have a few more reasons this morning why you might want to do that. Because it is a Tuesday morning, our regular is here, Mario Volpe, our expert resident. Good morning to you, Mario. Good morning, Craig. Good morning to all the listeners. Now, we had this email come through on Sunday from Lionel there in Bristol, a listener of the podcast. He's retired, he told us, in his 70s, but has a granddaughter who is wanting to move here with her husband this year. And Lionel is doing what probably every good grandfather should do, and that is help them understand the the real estate market. And Mario, he was especially interested in what you were talking about the other day, about the life expectancy of buildings in the UAE and what happens to owner's equity and all of that and how it works at the end of a 15 to 20 year life cycle of a building, which of course by traditional standards, when you say 15 to 20 years, it's quite scary because it's such a, a short period of time. Yeah, it is. And uh, obviously it's it's not something that anybody else has to really worry about. But here in the UAE, because of the, the heat in the summer, it's definitely a problem. So the buyers that, that buy properties here buy freehold. So by the essence, they actually own the building and the land. So they don't have to worry about when the, the time comes for a property to either potentially be demolished because they own the land anyway. So whatever happens... All the residents will will divvy up the monies and then go their separate ways. But there is a, an owner's association that will decide exactly the fate of the building. If it takes uh, too much money to actually repair or, or maintain, then the decision potentially to, to demolish is, is always there. But I stress that this is something that hasn't necessarily happened yet because the property market here in Dubai is only just now coming to that kind of age and and therefore the buildings that uh, that are out there are continually maintained uh, none have actually been scheduled for demolition yet but the good news is that when Lionel's granddaughter buys a property and then should she should she stay and own the property for for that period of time that she's an owner and therefore will have a say in what happens to the building going forward. Yeah, it's interesting because we talked last year about the maturing market. I remember there was a listener that wrote and actually wanting to know a little bit more about what does that mean, a maturing market. And I think to Mario's point, that really does highlight the fact of just how new the market is. Yes, it is maturing and we're not at this stage yet where the life cycle of a building has to be demolished. But as Mario says, 
the heat, unlike anywhere else in the world, is a is a factor. Yes, the materials, the technique, and the way that things are being built is evolving. It is changing. It is improving, no doubt about that, and it will be extended beyond a 20-year shelf life. So just coming back to the Owners Association, because I think most people are thinking, okay, yeah, so land is king, absolutely. That is the the most valuable part, clearly, if uh, something has to be demolished. So the owners get together. They've got to work out exactly what the, the price is going to be. I guess what we could be looking at maybe in a few weeks' time is is getting an architect or getting an engineer on the podcast to talk to us, to maybe just tell us a little bit about some of these factors. But coming back to the owners' association, there's, there's some big calls that are going to be made, you know, collectively. Yeah, there are. And obviously, depending on the size of the building, will determine the actual sheer scale of, of that job in itself. Because people, different people will have different ideas as to what they want to do. But the majority will obviously win through the day. You know, I stress that I'm, I'm a real estate agent. You know, we sell <laughs> yeah. these things. We, I don't really know 100% what would happen. And given that it hasn't actually happened yet, it's very much a, a wait and see approach. But I do stress also that, as, as you mentioned earlier, the way the buildings are, are being built nowadays, that the longevity of, of these buildings will, will obviously get longer and longer. And especially when you take into consideration sustainability and, and obviously intelligent buildings uh, using the actual weather or, or heat, should I say, clearly it is, it is something that needs a, an expert to truly answer this question. Because as I say, at the moment, it hasn't actually happened. And what the really interesting question is, the the elephant question in the room, if you like, is the Burj Khalifa, you know, or what is going to happen? I knew you, I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> I just, I just heard, heard it coming. Yeah. Well, look, the Burj Khalifa, which uh, obviously was, when was it handed over towards 2000, end of 2009, beginning of 2010? So, you know, that that's something that the world is looking at. But again, I, I don't believe that that's a building that actually will get Get demolished. There's no way. I believe they will actually, you know, continue to maintain the structure of the building uh, to ensure that that it that it stays there uh, in all its glory. So, but again, that's a question perhaps you can ask uh, the expert engineers as and when you get them on the show, Craig. Yeah, I guess in terms of the whole engineering, because that's one of the fascinating things. The Burj Khalifa is a an engineering feat in itself, but. It started its construction back in 2004, I think. So, you know, all the technology from 2004 to where we are now has certainly moved on, but maybe in a position where it's not being able to be saved. Who knows? I mean, it's a fascinating question. Definitely, definitely. That's one that I'll, I'll 100% be listening on that because, you know, this is this is new to me as well. I don't believe that anything will happen. They would just maintain it and it, it will be there for, for years and years and years to come. You know, Lionel is sitting there in Bristol. He's retired. He's in his 70s, Mario. He's thought, I'm going to stir up the hornet's nest here and throw in a question for Mario. <laughs> he, cer- he certainly has, that's for sure. And uh, thanks, Lionel. Really appreciate it. 
And if you're listening this morning and you're thinking, hey, I would like my five cents worth, you might be an architect, you might be an engineer, you might want to chip in, send the email through. Our email address is Dubai Real Estate at gmail.com that is Dubai Real oh no hang on it's uh, I'm getting it wrong now Dubai Real Estate Podcast is what it is Dubai Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com because we'd love to hear from you and uh, maybe help Mario out better understand exactly what is likely to (laughs) happen so that is going to be an ongoing conversation that we're going to have All right, let's now turn our attention to a couple of launches. I think this is the first time, yes it is, for 2024 that we are talking launches. So what have you seen? Yeah, so the first one I went to was uh, by Omniat. It was uh, a launch of Vela Viento. This is the second property in the Morassi area on the Canal of Business Bay. The project is going to be managed by the Dorchester Collection, which offers really, really high levels of, of luxury. Vela Viento uh, has been designed by the world-famous Fosters and Partners and features interiors by Parisian design studio Gilles and Boissier. This was a, a, a totally different uh, approach to one that I attended to a couple of days later. But this pro, uh, project showcased started during the day for the brokers. It was, it was actually in, th- in like Uh, three sections. It started during the day for the brokers where most brokers would come between one and six to have a look at the project and just get an understanding. Then uh, in the evening, the owners of companies, real estate companies, were invited to like a gala dinner. And then much later in the evening, there was a sort of uh, drinks and canapes session for the more, let's say, the agents that had sold the properties. And that was nice because there was entertainment by Callum Scott, who is Ed Sheeran's uh, protege. So there is a, a development that caters for all sides of the real estate sector, from the brokers to the owners to the to the top uh, salespeople with the entertainment. And what about Bengati? Tell us a little bit about uh, this particular launch that you attended. Well, this was a much-awaited uh, launch in Maidan. Maidan is where they they host the horse racing, where the uh, the Dubai World Cup is uh, is housed. So this was the most talked uh, about event of the month so far. And by the looks of things, it was attended by every single broker in in Dubai. We were entertained by a a live 30-piece orchestra uh, and later hosted by America's Got Talent star Terry Crews. So for the purpose of the listeners, I need to tell them this is the Mercedes-Benz Places, which is uh, the the first Mercedes-themed project uh, in the world. It was introduced by the, the CEO of Bingatti uh, and also the CEO uh, of, of Mercedes, where basically they arrived on stage by gliding along in an electric Mercedes concept car. And it was a lots of glitz and glamour. You had uh, sort of tables, all the VIPs. There were supposed to be lots of VIPs and celebrities, but I think, I think that was more hype than anything else because I didn't see any VIPs apart from maybe Terry Crews, who was the host. Lovely evening from the point of view of what they laid on. 
but it, there was there was just too many people. Everybody wanted to be on on the on the tables, which were the VVVIPs who had proper sit down meals. The rest would have had a a buffet meal later on, but. There was just too many people there, and in the end, a lot of agents uh, left before before the end. So they needed to actually understand that it's all well and good creating a hype, creating people coming down. But when too many people come down, literally, Craig, it was like a zoo, and uh, it was just too much, and a lot of disgruntled agents left. I mean, the project itself is is amazing. As I said, it's the first ever Mercedes uh, residential project in the world, and it's a short distance from uh, from Dubai Mall and the Burj Khalifa. I mean, each each one of these units is going to have their own pools on its terrace, and uh, maximum security because they're only building four apartments uh, per floor. Going on talking about the building, you know, like we did earlier on. I mean, the the tower will be classified as eco friendly and sustainable with photovoltaic panels that are going to be incorporated in the facade, giving free charge for electric cars in the parking area, which is something obviously that that's new. Ambitious uh, completion. They're saying end of twenty twenty six. Let, let's let's see about that. But the prices are very pricey, if I can put it that way. Uh, they're coming in at approximately ten thousand dirhams per square foot, which is mm-hmm. which is nearly seven times more than the the current average per square foot in uh, in in Dubai property. Mm-hmm. So it, it's expensive, but you know, let's see let's see what happens with this one. But the the build event promised a lot, but didn't really deliver as much as I was expecting. You know, just as uh, a side note here, I wonder if you were to, for a calendar year, add up all the money that is spent on these launches, I I think that would just be a staggering amount of coin. Absolutely. I mean, this particular one, he must have spent a large, large sum of money. I mean, just to hire out the the Maidan, the catering, uh, the staff, uh, the the entertainment, the security. I mean, the, the, the list just goes on and on. They need to let everybody know what it is. And they certainly did. I mean, it was talked about for for days and days. In fact, we were getting emails, you know, five days to go. And it was like a countdown, then four days to go and three days to go. It was all of these uh, notices just to ensure that you you would turn up. And it did what it said. Everybody turned up, but of course, there were just too many people. Yeah, like a rock concert. They were falling out onto the street by the sound of it. Correct, <laughs> Okay. Yes. All right, well, we'll leave it there. We'll let you get on with it on In the Real World of Real Estate on your Tuesday. Thanks for turning up and uh, once again explaining a little bit of uh, the real estate market in Dubai. Look forward to catching you up, of course, this weekend because the Saturday morning property market update returns. Yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, I hope our discussion today proved helpful to the listeners. Obviously, do write in for any future questions. And I look forward to speaking to you next week, Craig. Thank you. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.